horror fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How are you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? Oh my god, Greg, look out behind you. The poster fell into the critter that fell into the lightsaber, and oh no, it went into the ceiling fan. Greg died in a haphazard opening of Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure way. <laughs> and it's been a minute. I can't believe we never touched the series yet. I know. Like, you know what's wild? Is this series is actually really smart. Because I think that I don't think I'm I'm not coming up with this. I've seen it described this way. Because it's a slasher when it comes down to it. Yeah. But there's no face to the killer, which sucks in recognizability. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't see lots of Final Destination shirts or figures right. or anything. It's not like where you can find Jason in every hot topic. Or, you know what I mean? Or anything like that. But, man, they pumped these things out like a slasher franchise. And it's kind of really smart, I think, what they did with this. Yeah, it's like the killer is death. Yeah, like exactly. The, t-shirt, the t-shirt's just going to have like some like oddly like not really formed like black like mist on it. CGI mist. <laughs> like a faceless, formless killer that like pulling the strings. Pull the string! Pull the string! But yeah, I haven't seen this in so, so long. Like I put it on and Liz was immediately like, is this the one with the tree? Like the logging truck? And it's like, no, I think that's two. That um, is two, yes. This one, like, and I think, is it three that has the tanning bed? I think. I feel like you're right. I think yeah. so. Because I remember there was a couple of them there where it's like, oh, this one's known for this kill. This one's known for this kill. But as like a setup one, there's not really like one standout one in this one, I don't think. Um, no, the the ways to get to the kills are very elaborate. But yeah. the thing that actually gets the person is typically just a whatever. No, don't get me wrong. It's still brutal death. But, like, it's not like a logging truck that has scared an entire generation <laughs> like, from driving like, behind them. I, I had to drive through logging countries so often, like, in my early 20s, driving back and forth between, like, where my parents lived and where I lived. And there was constantly fucking logging trucks. Oh, yeah. And, like... And you saw the people that seen Final Destination too, because no one would ever want to be behind them. Those logging truck people have to be like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's like the driver from Duel. <laughs> but yeah, so I I was excited to get to this one. It's not a series I have a ton of love for. Yeah. Um, not like I dislike it. Like I just don't revisit them often. But like, nice healthy dose of nostalgia with it. I'm like, oh, I used to watch these as they'd come out each time mm-hmm. and everything. So it was fun coming back to this world a little bit. I got the five movie collection that you see at Walmart and stuff sometimes. I got it at a Goodwill, though. So this was actually my first time cracking it open. I'm like, please work. And oh, I did. Nice. I watched it on Max, which used to be HBO Max. And I think Peacock really needs to embrace this. And I'm trying to do it with them. I've already been calling them the cock on Twitter. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, the cock. Um, they are lovingly known by the internet as just the cock. Yes. Uh, like you and like you said, I haven't revisited the series in so so long. And while watching this movie, it's at the very very end. It's spoiler alert from the very beginning. There's no spoiler free section for our podcast when they're in Paris or whatever. And I have see the string lights behind me for the listeners. I have the Halloween lights I had outside. I brought inside and put in the podcast room. And they line the ceiling now. There's the yes. one corner that the string lights fell and just started swinging. And I was like, I paused the movie and looked at them. And then I just started looking around my room of like all the things that could kill you. Dude, that that's insane that it happened. I, I did have a question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, you're in the scenario where death, like, you know, it's coming after you and everything like these characters do. What's your death plan? Like, what are you doing? Like, he goes to a remote cabin and, like, duct tapes shit, but there's still all the stuff they can kill. What's your death plan? See, that's the thing with me, is unless I have to leave the house to, like, go get groceries or something like that, I don't really leave this room a whole lot. So I'm already hunkered down, and I'm pretty set up here. I just have to get rid of all my prop weapons and real weapons I have in here, like my axes and things. 
and I don't know. You have a lot of electronics, and you have a bathroom attached to that room. Yeah, water. Oh, I'm definitely getting killed by a CRT exploding. I'm like going to a field and just sitting in the middle of it and like not moving. Well, because I almost like his idea of like he like was in the um rowboat at one point and he just goes out to the middle of the lake just sit in the middle of the lake oh dude then a giant fish is gonna tip my boat over or something <laughs> i'm not going out yeah i'm trying to think of like um, that's when the cabin like, okay. of the woods people released the mermaid yeah i'm like what do you do i'm like uh padded cell i'm like but then the building gets and catches on fire you can't escape like what the yeah. hell do you do like to try to save yourself um, from this situation like a dark basement that has nothing in it Maybe. With no electric hooked up to it or anything, yes. And there can't be any water heaters, no furnaces, anything down like that. What if the house collapses on top of it? Yeah, there's just no winning. There could be a meteor. Exactly. I think that's why I don't revisit this series, is because, like I said, I saw my string lights move, and I start looking around my room, and I'm like, everything can kill me. This is not good for me. That that's how over the top some of these deaths are. I swear to God, if they did any of these like foolproof, oh you're safe, a meteor would just come down and kill. You're oh, right. Yeah. Because you read in the paper every once in a while, would like it happened the one time where the lady got hit by like a meteor or whatever. Yeah. It'd be like one of those like one in a million chance things that death yeah, exactly. seems to try to um avoid in this movie they try to make it like oh they slipped in the bathtub oh they killed themselves they try not to make it so like the fucking building collapsed and i killed you fuck you yeah but it death seems just, like death death gets more, death and more just gets tired of their tricks it's like fine earthquake there you go well it gets angrier as time goes on and it's not as sneaky as it was at the beginning of the movie yeah <laughs> Alright, let's get into this thing. Final Destination. What year was this? 2000? 2000. Oh, man. Right Long before. With a, right before with a plane explosion. It, this has been like a couple years. Like 2002 it was supposed to come out. This whole series would have been scrapped, I bet. Because how many of those movies around that time they threw like... Wasn't there a um, Forrest Gump sequel? that they were planning on doing and like it got pitched like the day before 9-11 and so it got scrapped because everything changed i don't know about that i never heard but i know that a bunch of movies like with anything like uh spider-man for example was being filmed and there's promos of him with the twin towers that was all scrapped um the disney movie lilo and stitch there's a scene where this big spaceship's driving through a city knocking down buildings. That was scrapped and replaced with it in, like, a countryside. Like, they yeah. changed everything. So, yeah, the big plane death at the beginning, yeah, that would have been gone. And I have not been on a plane in so, so long. And I don't think I ever will again now. Thanks, Final <laughs> Destination. I'm, yeah, I'm never going on a plane again. I don't mind. I don't mind flying. It doesn't bother me that bad. I think at this point, like, the last time I flew, I was, like, so young. I had no idea what was going on, really. At this point, I don't know if I could do it. I'm more stressed about making sure I get, like, to my terminal and everything on time. Like, I my don't like heights. Everything. I don't yeah, like true. step ladders. <laughs> but uh, Thunderstorm title card opening credits, you know. And we meet Alex, played by Devin Sawa. Kind of like a, a horror guy that never gets his due. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I saw him show back up again. I'm like, oh my god, it's Devin Sawa. For Idle Hands. Now, isn't he back in all the Chucky stuff? Yeah, he's a different character in every season of Chucky. It's great. But he shows up, and it's like when Sean William Scott shows up. It's like, oh, this is so late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's not many horror movies we could probably cover with Sean William Scott in it. No, and he's just playing Sean William Scott. I love his character so much in this movie because I know we'll get through it, but like everyone is so serious and everything and him playing Billy's like, hey guys, like he's like the aloof jock who just thinks about yes. football. Like death is after them. And he's like, man, I hope I live to see the Jets go to the Super Bowl. Like... <laughs> But they get to the airport, and there's a class trip to Paris. Some weird dude hands Alex this pamphlet saying, death is not the end. Like, 
you know, remember when you'd go to Warp Tour and there'd be those weird monks in the parking lot that would hand out shit like that? I don't know what they were, but they were there all the time. Or like the um animal people that would pay you a dollar or whatever to yeah. watch like the animal torture video. And they'd be like, what do you think about that? I was like, it was bad. Give me my dollar. I want to go buy water. <laughs> and then his his best friend, Todd, to Alex goes, let's go take a shit. Brett, me and you have been through a lot. I think it's safe to say we're best friends. Yes. Have we ever? <laughs> do you ever picture a scenario where I just look at you and say this, and then we do together, like one stall next to each other? Yeah, the side-by-side -side stall thing is weird. I would definitely put a stall in between us at least. But to think if like, we were both single and at that age, and you're like, think about it, man. We're trying to get laid. You, like, come up to me, you're like, you're going to take a horrible shit on the plane, and what if they go in and smell your horrible shit, then they're not going to want to have sex with you. So we should try to go beforehand. I'd be like, no. I'd be like, true. Like, Thank you, Greg. And then I'd say, okay, you go ahead, I'll go after. We're going to split this well, yeah. up, we're not going at the same time. No, well, as you already know, I'm a stall person no matter what. So yeah. I like my little room in the thing. So yeah, I was, yeah, you go ahead, Greg, first. Or no, I want to go first. So then you have to deal with my stink. But they get on the plane, and long story short, there's lots of things about, like, will you switch seats, all this. It really doesn't matter. What matters is it takes off. Alex is starting to freak out a little bit. He's super nervous. And then the real bad turbulence, the oxygen masks drop down and everything, and the plane explodes. It's bad. People are getting pulled out before the whole thing becomes a fiery mess. And then Alex wakes up. It was all a vision. Just because they like, like you said, like half the plane gets like pulled apart. There's people getting pulled out of the seats. Um, then you see the fire start at the very front of the plane. And it just like sucks like all the way back through all of all of the people. And you see Devin Sawa's face melt <laughs> as he yeah. screams. Cool effect. Oh, it looks great for like the time. Yeah. And then wakes up and rightfully starts freaking out. Because yeah. it's not like he was just nervous. He just had a full-on, like, feeling everything vision, like, of what's about to happen. And when he woke back up, what happened in the vision starts happening. Like, someone asked him to switch seats and everything. So, like, it's all happening. Yeah, like, can you switch seats with me? Like, the folding tray is broken. Like, I love he yeah. jumps over them to, like, go check, like, a few things that he saw happen. Which, this movie's so much fun because you could just see, like, the building block stars. Like, oh, what's death gonna do? And he starts yelling that the plane is going to explode. And even pre-9-11, yes, you're getting kicked off this plane. Yeah. He gets into a fight with uh, this guy, Carter. Like, he's like, dude, shut the fuck up. And Carter gets kicked off, too. Carter's girlfriend follows. The teacher goes out with him. Billy, Sean William Scott's character, follows after them. I think he's just confused. Because he was late getting there. He stood up or something. He was confused about something. He almost got just shuffled out with the, like, confusion and stuff of, like, he's, like, because uh, the pilot comes out. Like, Everyone that got that's off the plane now cannot get back on. There's an argument with the teachers to, like, one of them goes back on. But Billy's, like, I wasn't fighting. I wasn't fi I love he's just in, like, a hockey jersey with a backwards hat. Well, yeah, I'd be pissed, too. Uh, this girl, clear, like, hippie girl gets off, too. And that's our group who gets off the plane. And they're arguing, they're all mad. They start fighting again in the airport lobby. Again, not the place you want to be fighting. And the plane takes off without them. Like you said, the one teacher gets back on and then does explode just like in the vision. I love it so much because Billy's standing at the window and he's like, oh man, we should be on that flight. What a bummer. Like he's like completely the comic relief that the plane explodes. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> Dude, if I was Alex, I'd just turn around and be like, fuck you, you're welcome, and walk yeah. away. And something else I really like about this movie, because um, what Alex and who did you say, Carter? Yes. Are fighting, and right before the plane explodes, Alex screams, I wish you were on that plane, and then the plane explodes. And then, of course, they then I enjoy that they get detained by, like, TSA or whatever, like, security they kind of go over what happened and they're like well why did you freak out on the plane why did you say this 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 why did you say you wish that you were on the plane right before the explosion like in most movies that would just be like 
brushed away and the next scene would be them going home. Like, I like that the FBI, the FBI, like, follows them through this whole movie, even though they have no idea what's going on. They're like, something's weird. Yeah. Uh, Families show up, pick up the kids, except for Clear's. Her name is Clear? Am I getting that correct? Clear Rivers? Yeah, Clear Rivers, who was in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yes, she was. Um, Alex's family ends up taking her home. Uh, News report. 287 people killed. All right, count of the dead disclaimer, Brett. I have Yay! two options. I can go That's with everyone I saw number. on the plane, or I can go with the big number. Do the big I'm number. I'm going to it up to you today. You want the big, big number? number. Right, we'll go with the big number. All right. Yay! So, 287 plus whatever else we get. We know how many people exactly were on that plane, and we know they all died. Yes. Okay. Fine. Yes, we'll go big with number. Yes, fuck yes. So it, I finally got my way. I'm feeling generous today. Oh, it's a good day. There's a memorial service held outside of the school where they unveil this like statue for the memorial. That's an eagle. Maybe we don't pick something flying for the memorial, <laughs> even if it is the mascot. Oh. Come on. Also, I want to real quick mention, they keep playing this John Denver song yeah. over and over again. And like they mentioned in the movie a couple times, John Denver died in a plane crash. Yes. So, how does his estate feel knowing that Grampy John Denver <laughs> song is used in the big plane crash movie and is now like the uh, new like horror song of if you hear John Denver, you know something horrible is about to happen. I mean, I'm sure they got permission. You know, like poor Tiny Tim, like everyone calls it the horror song. They don't even realize like Tiptoe Through the Tulips is a Tiny Tim song. You know, yeah. like, it happens. Well, at least he got SpongeBob. It's like, okay, that's yeah. kind of fun. That like that fits with Tiny Tim. This one's like, oh, remember how your relative died? Th- th- he, we're putting it in a movie and he's the bad omen. At least it wasn't Leonard Skinner. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so they have this memorial thing. And this is just kind of establishing how everyone feels. Because um, Carter tries fighting Alex again in the middle of the ceremony. Billy, who is now convinced that Alex is a psychic, is asking him <laughs> questions. I'm surprised he did ask, like, man, who's going to win uh, the Super Bowl this year? I want to put some bets down. I love also, Carter is such a big baby. He keeps being like, my destination is your choice my choice destination that doesn't matter that you saved my life thank you so much for like getting me off that plane so i didn't explode do with my choice to explode exactly his girlfriend keeps separating them oh that's her entire job in the movie is to be the girlfriend that separates the mad like punchy boyfriend from like the person that he wants to fight dude and then the teacher the teacher goes don't talk to me you scare the hell out of me (laughs) you're spooky like everyone's like immediately like he knows not he had a bad dream yeah and and somehow saved us hey we should be no no um knight todd uh he had a brother who was still on the plane alex's best friend and they talk a little bit about the memorial. He's like, hey, uh, my dad doesn't quite get it yet. We'll hang out again soon, though. You know, they're, they're still cool, but obviously it's going to put a bit of a rift in the whole situation. My dad says I can't hang out with you anymore because you're the spooky kid. Todd is in the bathroom, and one, again, just taking another shit. That's, that's another shit? Cut to that a few times. This is an odd theme in this movie. But his yeah. toilet starts leaking out the side of it. And then... He's doing a bunch of stuff, like picking his nose hairs. He he goes to shave when he has no facial hair at all. He goes to shave, and of course he nicks his neck. And the water is like following him towards him. And then, like you said, he's like trying to like do his nose hairs. He goes over to like the bathtub to start it, and the water stops, does a ninety degree turn, <laughs> and starts going after Todd more. I'm like, the water is evil. <laughs> yeah, death controls it all. At this time, Alex is at home. He's going to depressed masturbate. And he pulls out a hustler. <laughs> and an owl shows up to the like by the window. And he doesn't like it. Dude, I'd be stoked if an owl's hanging out my window. Like, how often is this happening? Do you like, you're like, 
away, pest. But anyway, he throws his hustler at it, and then it gets sucked into the fan, and it chops it up. And the word today has been chopped up, but lands right in front of him, and he sees it and goes, Todd! And Todd has to be spelled with one D for the whole movie, because it's T-O-D is the newspaper clipping that, or like the penthouse clipping that got shredded. I mean, we couldn't just assume, like, yeah, death's giving you hints. Yeah, you could add the extra D in your head. No, his parents have to be those parents. They're like, oh, we're going to spell your name with a Y and a Z to make you unique. Yes. But Todd slips finally in the water after, like, so many false, like, is this going to be the thing? Is this going to be the thing? But slips in the water and hangs himself with something I am not familiar with. It looked like... A wire that you hang clothes to dry yeah. in your shower. Well, yeah, which is actually pretty ingenious to think, like, if you don't want to, like, you know how blankets take forever in the dryer and stuff? Yeah. Or, like, sometimes, like, I have shirts. Sometimes I don't want to dry because they shrink. Not that I'm getting fatter. The dryer shrinks it. Um, it's the dryer's could, fault. Yes, I could see doing that. But he's <laughs> taking down what looks like pantyhose, which I'm guessing is his mother's. I mean, I don't know what Todd's into. He's like, I already came all over these. I better clean them before she knows. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, he slips on that and it like clotheslines him and somehow wraps around his throat. He falls into the bathtub but spills like soap or shampoo so it's all slippy yeah. so he can't get up or like get traction to lift himself, which is smart because I would have been pissed if he's just like, what do I do? But like, oh, I was smart. Oh. glad they covered that base. Um, yeah. And fights for a while but does end up killing himself. Uh, Alex gets there as the police are on the scene taking his body out. Clear is also there, like, behind a tree. He's like, you shouldn't be here. FBI is also there, because one of the people who survived the thing just mysteriously died. And Todd's dad comes out and yells at Alex, saying the guilt from his brother drove him to hang himself. Because, again, you could chalk this up to suicide if you didn't watch the elaborate what was going on in the bathroom. And the toilet sucked the water back up, too, oh by the way. God. Forgot to mention that. Yeah, the toilet, the evil water went back inside the toilet. Yes. I thought of a horrible one that could be on, like, the porn parody. Is is like, he comes, and then he stands up to, like, clean himself off. But then he slips in the cum, and, like, his eyeball goes into, like, the lotion thing. Yeah, that would suck. That'd be a good one. Be like the American Pie <laughs> uh, Final Destination <laughs> crossover. Yeah, like, or like, it's, um, he fucks the pie, but it's like a slow death, so he gets, like, an infection in his penis, but he's, inf he's like, embarrassed to tell anyone, and the infection kills him. <laughs> Gross, but you bring me to a point. What's death's hurry? Give, like, give one of them cancer or something. Oh, I think that death is just like, oh, you motherfuckers. I had a fucking great plan. I was gonna do a great plane crash. Nope. You, you still I did! I was going to be nice. You are going to have your name on a memorial. You'd be remembered forever as flight whatever tragedy. Nope, not anymore. Now you were jerking off to your mother's pantyhose and strangled yourself in the shower. That's what you're known about. The next day he goes to Clear's house and she says that she felt her on the plane but didn't see it like he did. But she can still feel him like how he's feeling and knows he's still troubled and all this, you know, typical hippie shit. Oh, and the whole time, because even though death, literal death is after them, Alex is still a teenager. And because he saw a picture of Clear, and that's when he went to go grab the penthouse, because now he likes Clear. But he's like, yeah, she's like, yes, I can still feel you. We're connected. He has to be like, fuck yes, we're going to fuck. This could be great. If we get through this, I am definitely getting laid. Uh, we'll, we'll dress it at the end. But they decide to break into the funeral home to see Todd, and they do quite easily, to be honest, and they hop down on the display caskets and get in, and they get in, and they find dead Todd's body being worked on by none other than Tony Todd. I forgot he was in this movie. I was wondering when he was going to show up. I remember he was in this movie. I forget who he played or anything. For some reason, I thought he was, like, the wise janitor. I mean, kind of... <laughs> But, it, like, he's, like, the morgue person, which makes more sense. But for some reason, I remember being like, why is he the person that's, like, the all-knowing? But now it makes sense. of like, oh, okay, all he ever does is, like, be around dead bodies and death. He's just morbid. 
Yeah, it, it's cool seeing Tony Todd. I'm happy anytime he shows up oh. on something. And I love, oh, Tony Todd's amazing. I We need to do Candyman at some point. I love Candyman. It's been on my, like, short list for a while, so it's coming soon. Like, oh, this movie. Sure. This has been on my short list for a little bit. Oh, me too. This has been on my, like, to-do list, like, for the podcast for, like, a couple years now. And I'm so glad we finally got around to it. Yeah, Tony yeah. Todd, just every, he, he could read the phone book. And it's just his voice is so good that, like, he's amazing. But I love he looks at Alex, he goes, see you soon and i was like what yeah. the fuck does that mean man <laughs> that's the most morbid thing of all <laughs> he also drops like the plot of the movie to him like death has a new design for all of you yeah like the death's constantly designing but they go get coffee i guess the next day they realize they've cheated death and they'll they'll die unless they can cheat it again that makes sense death is an interior designer because what happens things are around the room and fall in a specific way to cause something else to happen for the death to happen. It's just bad feng shui the way you have everything set in the room, that's all. Yeah. But right then, as they're getting coffee talk about it, Carter and Terry almost run over Billy in the street riding his bike, and the <laughs> teacher happens to be walking there. They're all in one place. Dude, if I was Clear or Alex, and now mm -hmm. I know what's going on, and I saw all of them in one place, I'm just running. I'm like, yeah. I was nowhere near you guys. Everyone needs to scatter. Also, Billy, once again, is just going about his life, riding his bike around, and almost gets killed again. And I love he runs up to him being like, hey, man, you almost ran me over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carter, once again, tries fighting Alex. And Again. Terry tells, get, breaks it up and everything. Him, Carter, and Terry start getting into an argument. She tells him he can drop dead right as she steps onto the street. And she is hit by a bus, but not in the typical, like, romantic comedy guy hit by a bus thing and yeah. they fall over. No, she is just splatted head on by this bus. And, like, everyone's covered in blood. Um, this is also where, like, Alex is talking to clear and he uh he sees a bus go by in the reflection of the window but then turns and there's no bus so it's like oh there's another premonition you should immediately be like okay something with a bus we need to get away from the street let's get on top yes. of the building <laughs> a bus cannot get us here and the bus just starts ramming the building to, to, to demolish it it's like Batman starts driving up the building. <laughs> yeah, it just goes vertical. Oh no, the bus is coming. Dude, how fast was this bus going? Because like, yeah, it's, it's like coffee shops on the sidewalk type of neighborhood. You know what I mean? It's right. very residential, like shops set up everywhere and everything. This thing had to be going like 70 down this road. Can you imagine just being a passenger on this bus hanging on for dear life? screaming as this bus is like NASCAR speeding through town. Ding, 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 ding. This is my stop. I want a coffee. Please stop. <laughs> it's remember the driver from Pet Cemetery that killed Gage. He's like, I can't be a truck driver anymore. I lost my license. Now I'm a bus driver. But he just drives the same speed. Oh, fuck. It happened again. I killed another one. But then later, Alex figures out the death order. He's, like, sketching out where everyone was sitting and everything, and he realizes they're dying in order where they would have from the hole in the side of the plane and the explosion and everything like that. Yeah, it lines up. Well, it's on the news of, like, they, like, yeah. discover there was some kind of weird leak that led A to theory they had, yeah. That made the explosion. So it's, like, on the news, it's, like, this line of going to where the seats are. It's, like, little explosion, little explosion. Little explosion. Right where they all were. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's realized the teacher would be next. So he's outside of her house. Remember, he scares the hell out of her. And she looks out the window and sees him creeping around in the yard. And she's on the phone. And like, I gotta call you back. And calls the FBI agent on him. He's like behind a tree. Like peeking out. If I was her, I'd be like, Oh, you motherfucker. No. It's like spraying him with the hose. Get off my lawn. Get your death away from here. <laughs> the FBI shows up in like 30 seconds. They're like, like, get in the car. Like, what are you yeah. doing? I'm checking her tires to make sure they're safe. But then, like, they bring him in, they question him, and he, like, gives them his whole, like, what he thinks is going on. 
which I thought next scene smash cut to he's in a padded cell under observation. They just let him go. Cause like the one cops, like we don't have anything on him. What can we do? Yeah. And like, I, I believe most of it is bullshit, if not all of it. But, you know, there's always those weird cases of psychics helping out the police on yeah. investigations and everything. Now, most of the time, these poor families, like, they actually have someone missing and they hire a psychic and is just trying to get paid and, like, sending them on ghost hunts. But maybe they think they're in one of those kind of scenarios. Right. He leaves the interrogation, runs right straight back to the teacher's house. Imagine being the teacher and you look out the window again. He's back at the same tree, peeking. It's like, what the fuck? FBI? But, yeah. like, the, the, those agents are dead, is what she's thinking. <laughs> yeah, that was way too quick. But yeah, like you, uh, she goes to put on her mother's favorite record because this is the house she grew up in. This is the only house she's ever lived in. Now she has to move because of creepy boy in the plane crash. She has to like everything reminds her of it. Now she's saying on like the phone call and whatnot. Yeah, she which I mean, very likely, you know what I mean? Yeah, you'd have to get away. Like everything reminds me of this thing. I need to leave. She grabs her mother's favorite record, which is John Denver. The Omen of Death, John Denver. <laughs> they licensed one song for this movie, and they were getting their money's worth. Well, even the, they, they pick up the record. It's like, oh, this was my mom's favorite record. It's like John Denver's greatest hits. It's like, oh, her favorite record was the Hits album? Yes. <laughs> um, She pours some tea, but then dumps it, and then pours vodka in the freezer into the mug but because of the hot to cold it does crack the mug also so yes it cracks the mug and she poured vodka in this mug did she pour a jim Leahy amount of vodka in this mug because it shows where it's dripping all the way across the house all the way onto the computer enough dripped into the computer to call something and then we go back and see like when it catches on fire it looks like a gas trail like she just took the bottle of vodka and just walked with it upside down <laughs> i'm only yeah. in rand it's like <laughs> it trips into the computer computer explodes monitor glass Cuts her throat like into her. And then yeah. the fire follows the vodka trail the whole way back to the stove where she poured the glass. And she's laying there. There's a fire. She reaches up to pull a rag down for her throat. The rag is on the knife block. <laughs> the knives all fall into her right when Alex gets in there. He's like, oh no, a terrible crime scene happening when I'm already been questioned by the FBI. Let yeah. me pull this knife out and leave my bloody footprint here. And he does. He runs out right before the house explodes. Billy, once again, just being minding his own business. Bike. Yes, he's just happy on his bike. Sees, he's like, hey, Alex, what's up? And Alex <laughs> is running out of the exploding oh building. He is, because Alex ru is running, like, for dear life. And Billy stops and is like, hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to real quick mention, it's this is where death is starting to care less and less because Alex is there and is like trying to like, cause uh, the teacher's still like quasi alive. Death makes an, another explosion happen that tips a chair over that sinks the knife deeper into her chest. Cause the chair tips over onto the knife. Can I point out that death is a little too particular. Look, I was trying to get them in the order they would have died, yeah. but that order is, maybe seconds apart. Oh, probably yeah. not even that. You had the chance to take two out. Maybe if you weren't, you could compromise a little death and accomplish so much more. Yeah. To take Alex out right here too. This has to be so particular. Now, if Alex didn't get out in time and did die, does that save the other ones? Or does it just now just start looping into the other ones, which is yeah. what the end of this movie almost seems like it's going to start doing? The other three, so Carter, Billy, and Clear, meet up to go find Alex because they well, know he knows what's going on. They meet. They meet up at the Eagle Statue, and um, Carter starts trying to carve Terry's name into the statue because. She belongs on this plaque, too. Yeah, you're going to in a little bit, too, bud. Don't worry. 
But imagine that it's like all these fine, like pristine looking letters. And then it's like Terry. It's like there's an R missing. <laughs> I didn't spell it with an IE. It was a Y, you asshole. They find him near the accident site. Like, I mean, grand the accident site's a few miles long, but they find him near where some of the debris was and everything. And now they're all together in a car. Carter finally learns what's going on, like, the death's coming for all of them, and he believes it now, because, you know, there's been enough evidence, and he just starts suicidal driving, because he's in control of his own destiny, and I pick when I go, not this. I decide. I decide when we die. I mean, when I die, and I take you with me. Yeah, you couldn't stop the car and let them out first if you're going to be doing this. Yeah, and also, there's so many, he wants to kill himself. He hits the brakes an awful, a lot of times for someone that wants to kill themselves. Yes. He stops, Alex sees a train, by the way, vision in the window. Not for real, like he has a quick vision right. of a train. Then Carter stops the car on train tracks as the train's coming. They're like, Carter, get out, dude. Train starts coming, even the two little, like, stop railroad mm -hmm. things come down next to him. But everyone else gets out. And Carter's not there, and then finally he's like, okay, I'm gonna get out, I'm gonna save myself, but the seatbelt's stuck. Of course. And he can't get out. Alex is there, pulling out, pulling on the train's coming, and dude, last second, gets him out right as a train destroys the car, but Carter survived, they skipped Carter. But they're all like, oh shit, you made it, we all survived, they're all happy, they beat death. <laughs> Billy's just looking happy there that they all did it. And then a piece of the car debris gets kicked up by the train and it flies off and cuts Sean William Scott's head in half like a South Park Canadian style. <laughs> oh, yeah. As soon as they sh cut to Sean William Scott, of uh, it's the single shot of him right by the train. And he's like, no, guys, I'm going to get out of here. I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going on. And it's just the single shot of him. I'm like, he's getting decapitated. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> anytime you're in, anytime you're one of these characters, you're like, I feel like I'm in a single shot right now. You're like run over by another character. You're like, you're not getting me, director. <laughs> um. So it skipped Carter and moved on to Billy. So now there's three of them left, and they realize that Alex is next. He realizes. So the next plan is to go to Clear's cabin. He's gonna go by himself and stay there. He's safety-proofing everything, like, duct-taping everything to the wall. Throw this it outside! Throw it outside! Don't keep it in the house! Yeah, but no, this part is hilarious. This part I'm actually, like, laughing at. Because he's, like, duct-taping, like, pillows to, like, corners of ledges. He's putting, like, um, corks over the nails that hold the pictures up. Um, he's duct-taping the lamps to the wall. And then he's, um, he has his gas lamp. But then he puts it on a bucket that's in middle of a, another bucket that has water surrounding it. And he puts on gloves to open up his, like, potted meat to eat in the middle of the room. He's he's doing all the right, like, things right here. He's being well, smart. And then all of a sudden there's, like a, like, a wind comes through and he's like, oh, death's here. Oh, no. And then, like, the closet door starts to open a little bit. He runs over and, uh closes it and like something like stabs through the door he opens it and he finds a fish hook he's like tetanus you almost got me <laughs> the fbi is at clear's house and they're asking where alex is and they're like we're gonna help not like we're gonna take him somewhere safe and she does give him up like not i think to turn him in like says okay here's where he's at like because she wants him somewhere safe and then alex at the cabin all of a sudden realizes wait i switched seats so Clear's actually next, not him. And he goes taken off to run, but the police oh. and the FBI are there. And Alex, jeez, <laughs> escapes in a canoe. <laughs> I was it was so it's so hilarious because you see the canoe on the shore and the whole lake is in front of them. And he runs to the canoe and starts paddling away. I was waiting for the like it to cut back to like how the cops saw him, and he's just like looking behind him he's like trying to paddle real fast he keeps looking back <laughs> i mean they get there when he's still on the land if he had a head start and he was the canoe i'm like oh shit we lost him mm -hmm. you can run in after him and catch him though at that point yeah but sarge i don't want to get wet i could catch a cold and that could lead to tuberculosis that could kill me 
Um, we'll just cover all the Alex stuff real quick here because he gets to the woods, but they cut him off and he's still running from them. Um, a tree tips over and falls on him, pushing his face into a puddle, nearly drowning him. Um, that's all. He does end up saving himself and getting free, but that's the big thing. Yeah, he almost drowns in a puddle. Um, he falls down a hill and almost gets, like, impaled by a branch that comes to, like, right there. <laughs> yeah. But at Clear's house, lightning strikes, and there's a downed wire outside, just going nuts and spinning everywhere. Her dog's barking at it. So she goes out to save her dog, and the pool gets pierced by what I believe is, like, an umbrella? Like one of those big ones that had the stuff ripped off of it? Or is it an antenna? I couldn't tell. This, um, it's a, clo it's another clothes drying thing. This oh, okay. movie is obsessed to make sure that your clothes are dry. But yet, they don't have drying machines. No. Okay. It's dangerous. <laughs> but if I'm, if I'm clear and all of a sudden, like, lightning strikes near my house and there's, like, an electrical wire going nuts and you know you're next, I'd be like, fuck, Alex died. It's after me now. Exactly. That's what I'd be thinking, too. Because death was fucking with Alex the whole time until Alex realized, wait a minute, I switched seats. Clear should be next. And that's when, like, the candle gets blown out. It's almost death's like, oh, fuck, you're right. Thanks, Alex. I'll be right back. Yep. She goes out, the pool gets punctured with that drying thing you are talking about, and the water comes out. She gets the dog safe. I was happy about that. She, like, takes his collar off and lets it go. And she's, like, climbing up the side of the house so she's not in the electric water. And she gets back inside, and the whole house just starts going. Like, every electrical Whoa. socket is sparking. And this actually looks, because it's practical right here. This looks really yeah. cool, like, to be running through. Because when she was climbing up the trellis to get back to her window, the electrical wire is following her. At yes. this point, death gives no fucks. And then that's when, like, when she gets through the window, the electrical wire is, like, coming towards her. And it, like, pierces, like, the house's, like, breaker box or something. And that makes, like, every light explode in the house. Dude, I'd love a cut of this movie where death from Bill and Ted, like the Grim Reaper, you see him doing everything. Like you see him like running after her, holding the, the down wire and everything. <laughs> or he sets like, something up. And like pushing Terry in front of the bus and things like, I would love like a cut like this. He sets something up and then you just see him go, Oh, that's going to be a good one. And he does like, yeah. the look around and like the sneak off. <laughs> But she gets down to the garage and she's leaving. Um, but the car garage door won't work because the electricity's out. She just oh. drives through it. Part of it pierces into her car. Get that. She's stuck there now. The wire's back. The wire is yeah. attacking the garage door and breaking through it like a zombie. <laughs> and then paint thinner spills and it's going towards the car. And Alex runs, gets there and picks up the wire so it skips her. And it zaps him real bad and everything and sends him flying back. Right then the FBI shows up too, runs up to check, then fades out six months later card. Right. Well, and they say, like, it's six months later card, it's them, what, getting off a plane. And you see it's the three of them, and there's, like, the passengers around them all kind of looking at them and stuff. Did you notice that? They're all, like, being like, oh, fuck. Because they even make a comment, like, I can't believe we got on another plane. Imagine how famous these people must be of like their names and faces were all over the news and like newspapers for probably like a long time. And then you go like, okay, I'm going to fly to Paris. I'm going to get over my fear of flying. You sit down, you look over and you see Alex clear and Carter. You're like, fuck no. It's like, if you sat down and like Hurley from lost was on your plane, you'd be like, nah, -uh. <laughs> They're in Paris. They're drinking at some kind of cafe. What's the drinking age in France? Because they, oh. they were in high school six months ago. Yeah, it's, Europe is different. But anyway. It, and, Germany is like if you can see over the bar. Yeah. <laughs> and they're having a nice time together, you know. And then all of a sudden, Alex starts getting Pepe Silva, like Sylvia about like death. <laughs> and, like, really freaked out. But then he has a vision. He's like, I'll meet you guys at the hotel. Just go. And he walks out, and there's a car crash into a telephone pole, which knocks down this giant, like, glowing sign. And it swings at him, but Carter saves him, pushes him out of the way. You're not dying today, Devin Sawa. 
Right, because right right before all this happened, they were talking about, like, no one intervened for you, Alex, so all we know, you could still be next. So at this point, you're like, okay, someone intervened for him. Yeah, exactly, and saved him. But then the sign swings back and gets Carter right into credits. And so you have to think, like, death is now down to, like, the two last ones, so it's just gonna go back and forth. Yeah, you're just gonna be constantly saving each other. Yeah, they're constantly diving at each other. <laughs> Just every two seconds, dive. <laughs> and that was Final Destination. A really fun watch. I'm glad that we finally did this. I'm glad that I kind of got reintroduced to the series because I'm like really looking forward to like watching the rest of them now. Yeah, it's, it's fun getting back into this one for sure. Uh, lots of fun things to come up with. Like this, this is a good like episode, like one, like where we're just gonna sit and talk about it forever. Because there's a lot of unexplained things in this. Well, we also um know that Death has a buddy that helped kill the teacher. I, I was gonna say, were you say taxes? What what's no. this? No, when uh the uh, teacher was the member, she was in her house. She was like getting everything cleared up and stuff and we look over there's a wicker basket death no. has death called belial in to come help then belial's dead too oh no belial can, that wicker basket can survive that explosion okay <laughs> all right but yeah that was final destination i i enjoyed it it was a fun time getting back oh here. yeah i'm so glad you finally picked it because i was going to pretty soon and when you said yeah let's do that for december i was like fuck yeah all right, you ready for the count of the dead? Yeah, let's get into the count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, the throbbing with horror count of the dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with Final Destination? I gave you the big one on this one. I got my big number. We count everyone on the plane, which I forget how many were on the plane. But um, it was like 280-something, I think. It was. I'm going to... And then we had... Not we didn't see all of our people die. We had two that still were alive at the very end, so we don't know what happened to them. Um, I'm going to say two ninety five. Close. We got two ninety two. Oh, nice. Okay, I'm just happy I got my big number. I've been yes. striving and trying for this big number since Jason X. <laughs> That's great. Scout of the dead. Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. And now we're getting to my ratings from Dimension Z. No, Solaris was like thousands of people. Yeah, uh, we don't know. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. I'm, well, this whole movie is about death yes. and how you die. So I'm going to yeah. do ways that I die. Oh, you remember that TV show? Oh, what, A Thousand Ways to Die? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is um, Brett from Dimension Z's personal ways to die. Feel free to put your worst and best in for yourself. Leave it in the comments below and leave a rating. Um, so a number one version for... Uh, a number one way for me to die, the worst way for me to die. It's like, oh, and I'm really high up in the air and I'm scared shitless. And like bees attack me i forget how much you hate bees but yes i hate bees so much and then like for some reason cisco and ebert are alive and they're down there laughing at me they're not trying to help at all they're giving you two thumbs down they're like his address is they're doxing me like they did back in the day with the friday the 13th people that's why cisco and ebert are pieces of shit um a number 10 way for me to die the best way i mean oh my god like you're watching like playing nine from outer space and having sex and eating chicken wings. And somehow you're also have a beer and like your heart just gives out and that's how you die. You're like, all right. Yeah. That's not bad. Pretty good. Covered in chicken wing sauce. I mean, I've always been like the, yeah, let me just be sleeping. deal. Yeah. Know? Sleeping would probably be the best. <laughs> um, I, I like final destination a lot. I wasn't expecting to, I wasn't sure what to really expect with it. Being 2000, it's right on that cusp of, is it going to be more 90s, more 2000? Because I'm not a real big fan of the 2000s horror movies, but this 
is before that it seems it feels much more 90s so yeah. gonna, i think i'm gonna give it a good seven out of ten i liked it a lot nice. um i really can't wait to check out the rest of the series um even though you kind of know what the thing of the movie is like oh how's death gonna kill this one and like I said, how like the beginning of Pee Wee Herman's big adventure it is with like how many things have to fall over for like the knife to go into the person. But it's entertaining. Like that's it's completely original. Yeah. And I've never complained about that. dude. I love slashers. That's what they all are. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Uh, Michael's going to come back on Halloween and kill a bunch of people. Yeah. Just yeah. give it to me. Um, yeah, I'm going. I also want a seven ways to die out of ten. Hey, look at us meeting at the... That doesn't happen very often. No. All right, you have anything else, man? No, that's all I got. All right, well, we hope that you enjoyed Final Destination. And try not to be... Like, I'm trying not to think about all the things that are surrounding me right now that could easily explode and kill me. I'm not... There's not a hot water heater in my basement that could explode. There's not, like... That there's not a gas line running into my house. They could all of a sudden start leaking or anything, and I go to make eggs in the morning, and boom! Yeah. So you just have to try not to think about Final Destination too much. <laughs> and we hope that Final Destination has left your brain throbbing with horror. Well, wasn't that a wild and wacky episode? If you enjoyed it, please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, you can also support the show by going onto our Tee Public site and checking out any kinds of the merch that we have on there. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that TikTok thing those kids are on, and YouTube. Just search Throbbing with Horror and look for our pumpkin. And remember to throb on.